The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Heather McMahon. I'm an actress, comedian, living at home with my mother. On the Absolutely Not podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll probably prank phone call our ex-boyfriends because honestly, they were the worst. The thing that makes our podcast different is I get to hear directly from you. You can always pick up the phone and catch us on the Absolutely Not line. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a message, but of course, only if it's a nice one. Tune in to the Absolutely Not podcast, and I'll see you soon. Hi, it's Mariana. I'm the co-founder of Summer Fridays, and this is the Life with Mariana podcast. In this week's episode, I have Anina Bing. She is the founder of her namesake brand, a brand that I love, I wear, I am a customer of. I buy so many pieces that she creates because it's so my style. These are amazing pieces that I feel like just effortlessly fit into my wardrobe that I love to wear over and over again. I learned so much from her. Did you know that Anina actually started as a blogger? And then she started this company with her husband and has now grown it to have stores all over the world. And I think you are going to learn so much from her. So if you're interested in fashion or maybe starting your very own fashion brand, keep listening to hear from Anina. And don't forget to subscribe because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. So something I think people might not know is what you were doing before the brand. So tell me about your very early blogging days and when you started. Yes, I think I started my blog. Wow, God, that was probably more than 20 years ago. So that was long before Instagram and, you know, before social media was a big thing. And I, at that time, lived between Sweden and then all over the world. I was modeling and, and people really just wanted to follow my lifestyle and see what I was wearing and eating and, you know, just follow me along on my adventures. So so I had a blog for many, many years, and that's kind of how it all started and how I built my community. And then when did you start on Instagram? When did I start on Instagram? That must have been 2010 or 11 or something. So it was right in the beginning. It was very different back then, like the very early days of Instagram. And I was like an early adopter of it too. And at first I was using it as a place to push people to my blog. So it was like a secondary place. Like, oh, I have a new blog post up, but then it became like my primary platform. Did kind of the same thing happen for you? Totally. And, you know, when I started launching my brand, I mean, being a little more than 10 years ago, it, it was really a combination of my blog I had back then and then Instagram and yeah, pushing them to the blog to, you know, see all the new products that had arrived and, and drive them to the website. And then of course, Instagram became this huge thing. But I think we were really, or me and the brand, you know, was early to really understand the power of Instagram and social media. And that's really how I connected with with all the different muses that was wearing a brand and, you know, Sincerely Jules and Kiara Ferragani and all these early adapters to everything. And it was just very organic back then. You didn't pay people to wear the products like, like it is today, right, with many brands and influencers. It was just very organic, which, which I really enjoyed. And I, did I read that you were also in a band? I was in a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lived so many lives. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many things. Between modeling and the band and music and living, you know, in different places in Europe, is that what you think really inspires your own personal style? I think so. You know, and I came to LA when I was 20 and that's 20 years ago. And I think it's really a combination of growing up in Scandinavia and then traveling and living in all these beautiful European cities. And then I ended up in LA, which is also such an inspiring place. I was in a band back then and I was so inspired by just the music scene here and 
the art and I love the flea markets and it was just yeah I feel every little aspect of my life is really an inspiration to the collection. And how do you describe your own personal style? I would say my own personal style is effortless, it's timeless and chic and with a little twist of rock and roll. (laughs) Definitely. And then would you describe your same personal style as the style of the brand? I would say very much so. And of course, you know, 10 years into the brand, it's evolving, right? In the beginning, it was only pieces that, that I truly wanted to wear. And still today, though, it's very much, you know, I lead the design team and, and it's very much my personal style. But of course, the brand is bigger than me now. So we, of course, have all the women in mind when designing. Definitely. And I love the pieces from the brand. Like the sweats are my favorite. I love those. But then I love like I wore a pair of jeans yesterday and my blazers and my jackets. So I end up wearing so many pieces, whether I'm dressed down or dressed up. So do you have any tips for putting together an outfit if you want to feel well-dressed, whether you're casual or comfortable or a little bit more dressed up? I'm so happy you're saying that because that is really my goal and mission with the brand, you know, to create those uniform pieces that people can dress up and down. And, and I believe when you have like, you don't need a lot of clothes, but if you have the right clothes in your closet, then it's so much easier to get dressed in the morning. Right. So invest in 10 good, really good pieces that, that makes you feel like your best version of yourself. Right. And then you can dress them up and down. Like if you have a beautiful blazer, I sometimes throw on my blazer over my sweatpants. Right. And when I run errands in the weekends and and then I dress it up with a pair of leather pants or a denim when I go into the office or go out for drinks at night with my girlfriends, right? So I really try to do those, you know, like pieces that you can wear from day to night and in all situations in your life. I love them. And I love that you are doing so many bags. Like whenever I get a new bag from you, I'm so excited and I love them. And my mom always wants to steal them. Like she wants them for me. My friends are always, what what are these? And so you also have a love for accessories. And it was really like the boots that catapulted the brand after launch, right? It really was. So our Charlie boots, which was the first ever boots I designed back then, it's a very rock and roll inspired boot. They're black with lots of studs on gold studs. And and it really put us on, on the map. I was just wearing them myself in the beginning. And that's kind of how, you know, we didn't have a PR budget or anything, right? So it was just me wearing the products and gifting it to some stylists and celebrities and, you know, just my little network that I had. And then I remember I walked into the store Satine, which was a very happening store back then. And the buyer of the store happened to see me and she's like, wow, those boots are so cool. And then they ended up buying them. For the store and and all these celebrities started wearing them and it just really hyped the brand and that was a very important piece for our brand how long into the brand did you launch those boots maybe six months or something oh I wow exactly but it was pretty early on and what pieces did you launch with when you launched the brand a couple of denims t-shirts it was really like the basics that i thought every woman should have in her closet and that hasn't changed. You know, today I have that same concept and mindset when I design. So t-shirts, denim, a leather jacket, just like the 10, 10 basic pieces that I thought everybody should own. So I have to tell you about some of my favorite current makeup products at Sephora. If you guys didn't know, they have a variety of clean makeup brands and products that I love. So first, I will tell you a little bit about some of my favorites from Summer Fridays. Of course, there's the sheer skin tint. This is the absolute best no makeup, makeup, summer skin. 
if you just want like your skin but better, this is exactly what this is. So right now I'm wearing shade five and I usually like to apply this with a brush and then I'll blend it out with a sponge. It's got hyaluronic acid and glycerin and tiger grass. So it's really like a skincare serum that gives you a tint. And I love this product. So I'll layer this over my sunscreen and it really gives you that skin but better kind of finish. And I love layering cream products together. And I just feel like my makeup is not complete without a blush. I love applying a blush. Usually I do it on the high points of my cheeks. And then if I take a little bit extra that's left over on a brush, I'll apply a little bit to my lids. So Summer Fridays has the blush bomb sticks. The new shade available is Dusty Rose. It's so pretty. So I'll take a little bit of Dusty Rose, a little bit of Pink Skies. I love these two colors together. And if I want to set all of my makeup and my cream products, I want something really light. I love the Cloud Powder from Kosas. It's such a beautiful brand. And all their other products are also clean makeup products available at Sephora. Sheena, the founder of Kosas, was on my podcast before. So maybe you want to go back and listen to her episode. And another founder that was on too was Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, the founder of Rose Inc., another amazing brand with beautiful products that I love. So you can get all these and more like Summer Fridays, Merit, Rose Inc., and Kosas at Sephora. To learn more, visit sephora.com slash clean. Let's talk a little bit about habit stacking and one of the things that I do in my own routine that just really make me feel my best. Habits and rituals and routines are so unique to everyone, but I love my morning routine. It just really sets me up for my day. I feel like all of the wellness practices that I have in the beginning of my day really set me up for a success for everything I have to do because the rest of the day gets to be a little bit busy. But habit stacking is this idea that you can build a major habit by thinking small enough to get started. Just think about something like you want to drink more water. So maybe put it by your phone so when you wake up in the morning, you can turn off your alarm and first have a sip of water because you know you want to hydrate. That's a really easy habit for me to do because I know I'm just going to grab my phone first thing when I wake up in the morning anyway because I usually like to turn my alarm off or check something immediately before I then put my phone away for the rest of my morning routine. But one of the things that I like to do too when I'm habit stacking is I keep my seed DSO-1 glass jar right next to my coffee machine. I like to do this so that I know I take it first thing in the morning before I eat or drink anything else. Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strains that have been clinically or scientifically studied for its benefits, 53.6 billion AFU. So I just take two capsules once a day on an empty stomach. This could be first thing in the morning. And I usually do this first thing in the morning, about 30 minutes before I have my first meal. And I love that these are engineered to survive because I'm always traveling. So I like that I don't have to refrigerate them. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash life with me and use code life with me to redeem 30% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash life with me and use code life with me. So knowing what you know now, would you have changed anything about when you started the business or before you launched the brand? Ooh, good question. But I think no, because, and you know, I didn't have much experience within like how to start a business, right? I had no experience, but I started together with my husband and he knew more of the business side and I knew everything about the creative side and I was really good at marketing and all these things. So I think I went into it being a little naive, I think. And that was actually positive. It sounds, you know, it sounds negative when you say naive, but for me, that was actually a force because I just went into it and and just went for it and and didn't question myself. You know, I just, I was naive enough to think I would make it and and... And we did, right? So it was a lot of hard work. And of course, there was a million things I could have done different, but I, every little mistake or every little step took me to where we are today. So, so I'm really grateful for that. 
I know. And now we see this beautiful brand with stores all over the world that are so beautiful, but that's not how it starts. So what did those early days look like? I think it's really inspiring to share that with other people because they can say, I'm starting this brand in my own apartment too. And I can Uh see that this is what you did. Totally. So we rented a small little garage space in uh, Silver Lake and we packed all the order. It was a warehouse slash office, right? So we packed all the orders, me and my husband, we did customer service emails. We designed, we, yeah, we took care of every, every little thing. Right. And it was, it was really stressful to be honest. I had a one-year-old daughter at that time and was pregnant with my son. And I remember just being so tired. It was so much work, nonstop work, but so exciting. Right. We, we were like cheering on every time, uh, order popped in on on the Shopify and it was just really exciting exciting times and but a lot of hard work and and we did it all and I think that's really important when you start your own company that you're ready to do all the steps you don't go out and hire a huge team from day one you you really got to do it in the right way I think because that way you have a much better understanding for the entire business when you then have a budget to actually hire some experts I agree. My business partner and I, we didn't hire our first employee till a little bit after we had launched the brand. So we did everything ourselves for a very long time. We only had a handful of people for the first few years, but now as our team has grown, we really understand what each of the departments do and what Mm. their roles are and how important they are, because we knew we had to kind of do it ourselves, especially when we had no idea what we were doing. We were doing sales, we were doing development, (laughs) we were doing all these things and we were just kind of guessing along as we went, but now we really value those people. So at the beginning, it was you and your husband, but was there a key first hire that really made a difference in your brand? You know, so a couple of months into it, we hired our first hire and you know, when you, in the beginning, when you hire, they just got to come in and be ready to roll up the sleeves and do everything right. And, and she's still with us today and on the executive team. So she really grew with the company. Right. And then slowly, a couple of months later, we could afford one more that could come and help us pack orders. And then a year later, we moved to an office in downtown and, you know, slowly we just built on to the team and it's been, you know, such a, such an exciting journey. And And some of the first hires are still with us today, which is really special, I think. It's so special and it says so much to the company culture. And I think it's important for new people coming in, seeing like, wow, these people want to stay for years and years. Like this is such a great place to be and really grow within the brand. And so I love that they're still with you. Yeah. Okay. So at the beginning, how did you measure success to keep going? Like, how did you know you wanted to continue on? Because starting something is one thing, but maintaining it and keep doing it over and over again, day in, day out is really difficult. Yeah, I think, you know, I just, I think the key is that you got to love what you're doing, right? And when you love what you do, then, then you roll with the punches, you know, it's ups and downs really when you have your own company. And I don't think I ever felt like, oh, I wanted to quit. But of course, there's been so many days where I really been tired and crying and burned out and really feeling, God, this is hard. But then the next day, something amazing happens. And then you, it gives you a boost of energy again. So yeah, I think you just got to, go with the ups and downs and, and know it's not, it's not easy, but it's so worth it. Right. Yeah. I think people see, Oh, like it's so glamorous to have a fashion brand and be a designer, but it's so much more difficult than I think people realize. And it's so much more of like the difficult days than like the fun days, like launch days of a collection are only so far and few between, but like, it's all the days of just actually like working in between. Totally. So it's, you know, it's really, but it's a combination of it all. And I remember I, you know, we also have stores internationally all over the world and, you know, being a mom and I had to leave the little 
kids at home and going to Australia for store opening and then to Paris. And, you know, it sounds really fun and glamorous and it is fun, but it's also hard when you have little kids at home and I was missing them. Right. But you just gotta, yeah, do, do it all and, and do it the best you can. Speaking of stores, how do you balance between your own site store and then also being in retail? Like, is there something that you're trying to focus more on and how do you kind of differentiate your offering between your own retail channels and retailers? Yeah, it's, you know, we have 20 of our own stores and a really great e-com business and then the wholesale business. And I think it's, we're so lucky that all three aspects of the business is doing so well and they support each other, right? The, our own stores out in the world, it's kind of like a billboard for our website, right? And and maybe somebody shop at Netaporte or at Bloomingdale or, you know, one of the our wholesale accounts and then they discover the brand through them and then they come to us. So it's really a beautiful combination of them all and they're all equally important, I would say. And I'm just grateful that all three aspects work so well. For new brands starting today, would you advise that they start on their own website first and try to grow that before going into retail or it's important to also launch with retail at the same time? No, totally. Like we started online. It was never the plan for us to even do wholesale or have our own stores. It just happened so organically for us. So I definitely think it's super important to have a strong e-com business, have your own foundation, and then you can slowly build build on. I wouldn't stress and go out and open a million stores and and like start slow and small and then really just build from there. Any advice before getting into a wholesale partnership? Anything to look out for? Anything you should know before selling wholesale? There's so much, you know, you just really got to be sure that you work with the right partners. And, you know, I have a whole team now that <laughs> take care of this whole side of the business, right? And they're so talented and, and run this so greatly. But there's, there's a lot of things you got to look into with the contracts you sign with them. I know a lot of brands get burned because... Uh, the wholesale accounts can return all the inventory if it doesn't sell. You know, there's so many little things that you've got to just be careful, right? And start small and slow and then just grow it from there. At what point in the brand do you think people can start paying themselves? Because I know it's really difficult at the beginning because you're getting a little bit of orders and then you need to fund the next order that you want to make. But at some point it needs to become not just a hobby, but to be able to become a career. Of course, unless you have another job and it's like a little side project, but we went all in here, right? But I guess back then I also had my blog in the beginning, which gave me a little bit of an income. So that was great. But I think it's important you don't, you cannot go like years without, like it needs to, for me at least, I would advise like within the first year, I think you really need to see it taking off. Cause, and I understand for some companies it takes much longer and maybe you can take out a, huge salary, right? You, you got to be smart with, with the money and really invest it back into the business, but you also got to make a living, right? But just, just be smart with how you spend the money and, and just live on a minimum, you know, basis in the beginning, and then hopefully it will take off. Yeah. I, I think that's good advice because it's, if it's just, you're not making any money from it, it's just a hobby, but you do need to kind of do a little financial model for yourself and see like, okay, at what point can I pay myself? How much do I need to be selling? And what's the cost of my products? Because, you know, we do want to be making an income from it, hopefully. Yeah, no, 1,000%. That's that's a goal, right? Yes. And with your production, your pieces are the best quality. I love the fabrics. I love the design. And then within sometimes when I'm shopping places, the prices are really great compared to if I'm shopping on Net-A-Porter and I'm seeing something comparable that's like thousands of dollars. So how do you create something that is so quality at the price that you sell it for? 
you know, my vision or our vision as a brand, we really want to do affordable luxury. So we, I do look up to all the luxury, luxury brand, but I also understand it's such a small percentage that can actually afford that. Right. So I really, you know, we have really good connections with our factories and, and my priority is really to source the absolute best products and qualities for the customer. Cause I, we are making clothes that are here to last and timeless pieces that I want them to be able to wear in 10 years from now. So, so it's just about really working hard and finding those good qualities and then making it somehow affordable, right? How long ahead are you planning your collections? God, so more than a year. So let's see, we are working on summer 24. So like a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you know what the customers are going to like a year and something from now? That's the thing. You know, my vision with the brand is really to design timeless pieces. It's not as trend driven. Of course, we sprinkle in little trends here and there, but I really, you know, want the customer to be able to wear these pieces over and over again. So I really have a good understanding together with my design team, who we are as a brand and what we want to do. And it's really just to create pieces that will make women feel empowered. And, and of course they do, my design team do the trend forecasts and all of that. But in the end of the day, it's really about just creating beautiful timeless pieces. Yeah. And that's why I love investing in pieces from your brand, because I know if I buy something, I can wear it for such a long time to come. And that's going to go with so many pieces. And that's why I love all the designs and I know exactly what I'm going to get from you. And it's definitely like all in my own personal style. Well, thank you. (laughs) You are so creative. I love how you create content on your own social. I love what you do for the brand. So how do you stay creative and inspired? Oh, I'm never not inspired. And I really love every aspect of it, right? So we have the Instagram for the business and I have an amazing creative team that that runs with that. But of course, I'm super involved in bigger campaign shoots and choosing the models and, and the look and feel of that part of it. And same for the website. It's it's so much fun, I think. And then for my own Instagram, I do it myself because it's kind of a, like my creative outlet. I have, I love taking photos and I have a beautiful Leica camera that I photograph a lot of black and white and it's really just a creative outlet for me and not as much pushing products anymore right like it used to be back in the day so now it's really just sharing little bits of of my life and hopefully inspiring other women to to follow their dreams and and live a meaningful life I know I love seeing when you get dressed and you're in your closet or with your kids and I just like seeing how you style and mix pieces in your own wardrobe and like how you're actually wearing them and then I did you move Yeah, I so I want to see more of your house. I want to see more of what you're doing, and I would love to see more of that too. Because like the whole life and the kids and everything, I love seeing it from your own eye. I know. Yeah. So we moved to Montecito, Santa Barbara, which is has been beautiful. And I go down to the office once or twice a week, and then of course travel a lot. But it's really, yeah, we live in a beautiful home here and close to nature, and it's really been great. While you're listening to this, it's 4th of July week, which means many of us are probably planning trips, going on vacations, or if you're like me, I'm actually on a trip right now. And I'm a little bit of an overpacker, which I try not to be, but base is an overpacker's dream. I know it can be hard to fit everything in, especially when it comes to luggage. With base, there's room for everything. So if you have 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip, no problem. And I feel like every person's TikTok, Instagram posts that I've been seeing so far this summer, everyone has a base bag. And I love seeing so many people carry them because they're such an incredible brand. Go to basetravel.com slash Mariana for 15% off your first purchase. 
Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. Like seriously, 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, built-in weight indicator, because if you're like me, I'm always a little bit overweight with my bag, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep yourself organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead and Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. So whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash Mariana. Go to basetravel.com slash Mariana for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash Mariana. You should know what that sound means already. That's the sound of another sale happening on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling beauty products or tie-dyed sweats, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your successes every step of the way. Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Mariana, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Mariana to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Mariana. How are you liking the move? I feel like during the pandemic, I had a lot of friends move there and they come back and forth for work and that's what they do, but they love the lifestyle and they love the ease of being there. I love it. You know, it was very stressful to be honest for 10 years to just go, 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 right. And build this brand. So for me, I, I need it actually just to have a little bit of breathing room in between all, all the hectic days. And I am, it's still hectic, right? But I live so close to nature. So I have time to once in a while go for a little hike or a little walk or just go on a beach walk. And it's for me, it's been very good for my soul and personal, you know, space just to to be here. And then I love, of course, traveling and going down to the office and see my team. And then how does your workday look like for you? If you're working from home or you're coming to the office, do you typically have like a morning routine? Do you like a set schedule? So I drop my kids in school every day around eight or eight thirty, and then after that, my day start. I have lots of Zoom meetings. I have a million of emails, and not one day looks the same. I feel like, and when I drive into the office, I'll leave early in the morning, and then I'll spend all day in LA and and just spend my days with the design team mostly, and and the creative team, and it's super fun. I really feel like I get the best of both worlds, but you also know you run your own company. It's not like you're ever up, right? And weekends, no, I, I sit and work nighttime, you know, there's always something to do, but, but I just get to do it in a more beautiful environment, I guess here. <laughs> I know. I love now having like this schedule where I go into the office two days a week and then the other days I work from home and it's the perfect right. amount because I think the days that I'm there, everyone's really present and we're excited to be there, but then you still have this like life and free time to work at your own pace at home. And so I've been loving that balance for myself. That's awesome. Yeah. 
And then being a business owner, I know that it's tough to feel balanced. So have you created any boundaries for yourself around that? I know it's hard, especially like with your partner, your partner in life and your partner in work, working together, that makes it difficult to have those boundaries. But like, are you like, okay, we're not going to talk about work at dinner or we want to have these boundaries around the time that we spend working? You know, we tried and, but it was harder in the beginning because work stressed us out more, I guess. So like, you know, when I went to bed, I was like, oh, did you remember to order denim order? You know, like I would ask questions, like literally like getting into bed at night. And so then we set those boundaries to really try after dinner, like not to talk too much about work, but also we love, it's a lifestyle. We both love what we're doing and we get excited. And if we go on a hike together, he might have like a great business idea and I might have something to share. Right. So it's, I think we talk about it a lot and, I, but it's also fun. Our kids to hear it and get inspired you know by the parents that have all these ideas so it is what it is but something i guess i've done more for myself that i didn't do for the first eight nine years it's just to take more time for myself to exercise or you know if if i really feel burned out then i can take a day off or a half day off if if needed right i i i really try to listen to my body now which i did not do for the first eight years because it was just non-stop I know it's pretty crazy at the beginning, but then it's like, now we realize that we have to take care of ourselves so we can be present for all these other things that we have to do and all these people that rely on us and your business and it's grown so much in all the stores. So it's like taking care of ourselves. If we're tired, then we can't be there for everyone else. Exactly. So I think that's really important. Do you have any other like wellness or self-care rituals that you like to do? So I, something started, I think six months ago, I started drinking lemon water every morning and then celery juice. So I got really interested in health and really wanted to optimize how I was feeling. So I read medical mediums books. I don't know if you read them, but like super interesting. And that's when I started doing the celery juicing every morning. And then I tried to just work out. I did Pilates twice a week, which I love and it helps strengthening my body and posture. And then I just love going for walks. So that's, that's the things I think I do for myself. I love going for walks. There's, I'm like slowly becoming my mom because my mom usually goes for walks every day. And now I just feel so good. And I think because we spend so much time behind our computers or working inside, it's so nice to just get fresh air and like take advantage of living in California where we have beautiful weather, where we can walk around outside all, all year. Totally. It's, it's so nice. It's the best. Do you have any favorite books that you've ever read that have really helped you in like either life or in business? Ooh, yes. So recent, so I didn't have time to read for like the past 10 years, but this past six months, I really dived into lots of different books. And a book that really made a change for me is A Radical Awakening by Dr. Shafali. She's a psychiatrist, I believe, or therapist. And she's, this book was just life-changing for me. And I think all women especially should read this book, A Radical Awakening. It's I'm literally going to get on Amazon right now and yeah, order it. <laughs> no, but it's really, it's powerful. And it came at least for the right time in my life. I just turned 40 and it was just, it just resonated with me a lot. So I think everybody should read that one. Within the business, you've accomplished so much and I'm sure you have really big goals for yourself and for the brand. How often are you setting goals for yourself personally? And then kind of what's the strategy with what's next for the brand? Like, how do you work through? Like, is it another store that we open? Are we going to more retailers? Are we expanding to different categories? Yeah, so I think I've always been good at setting goals since I was a little girl. I kind of did, you know, The Secret. I don't know if you read those books, but like really manifesting things. And I did that since I was a little girl without really knowing it. And and I still do that. I And sometimes it's just once a year where I sit down a whole day and, and really 
write down the ten intention for that upcoming year and and make mood boards for where I want to be. And for the business, it's it's such a big team now, right? So it's a different, we set different goals within the different teams and it's big and small goals. So it's it's a more corporate way there of working where my personal goals, I sit at home and like literally light a candle and like manifest what's going to happen. <laughs> and of all of the stores that you have now, I know it's hard because it's like picking your favorite child, but do you have a favorite store if people should go visit? Oh, so tricky. It's hard. Like we just opened a new one on Melrose in Los Angeles. And I think that's a really beautiful one. I love our Paris store. We have four stores in New York and I love them all. So it's, oh, it's so tricky. It's tricky to choose. And what's your favorite part of the store opening process? I love when we host and I, we don't, now we have so many stores. I can't go to every, every store and do events, but in the past we threw events and sometimes it was we invited the customers and I really just love meeting with the women all over the world. Right. And, and that has been really special. I think when we opened in Sydney, I, I traveled to Australia and, and I got to meet all these amazing women that are fans of the brand. And, and I think it's just like the people aspect of it that I, that I love that I get to meet the customers. I know it's really the best. Like, especially if someone comes up to you and they're like, I wore this thing or I tried this product and it made me feel more confident or they wore an item on their special day. It's really like the most gratifying feeling to hear how it's impacted their lives in ways that maybe we never even thought of. Yeah, no, really it's special. Okay. If somebody is new to the brand, what couple pieces should they add to their wardrobe? Definitely a blazer, probably one of our knits, our rosy cashmere knit is amazing. A pair of denim and maybe one of our handbags and sunglasses. Everything is so amazing. So where can everyone follow you and find the brand? So they can follow me at Anina Bing on Instagram. And the brand is Anina Bing Official, also on Instagram. And then they can follow the brand on TikTok. And they can go to our website, aninabing.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely talking to you. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me. And follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.